Hey there, it's Pastor T with another Daily Psalmanac, where I hope to help you grow in the practice of prayer through a deepening relationship with the prayer book of the Bible, the Psalms. And today we are reading, reflecting upon, and praying back to the Lord, the latter half of Psalm 105. I invite you to follow along in your own Bible at home as we pick up with verse 23, or to listen as I read. Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham, and the Lord made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their foes. He turned their hearts to hate his people, to deal craftily with his servants. He sent Moses his servant, and Aaron whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them, and miracles in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the land dark. They did not rebel against his words. He turned their waters into blood, and caused their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in the chambers of their kings. He spoke, and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout their country, he gave them hail for rain and fiery lightning bolts through their land. He struck down their vines and fig trees and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke and the locusts came, young locusts without number, which devoured all the vegetation in their land and ate up the fruit of their ground. He struck down all the firstborn in their land, the firstfruits of all their strength. Then he brought out Israel with silver and gold, and there was none among his tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen upon it. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. They asked, and he brought quail and gave them bread from heaven in abundance. He opened the rock and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river. For he remembered his holy promise and Abraham, his servant. So he brought his people out with joy, his chosen ones with singing. And he gave them the lands of the nations, and they took possession of the fruit of the people's toil, that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalm 105, as we said yesterday, is kind of an overview, a snapshot of the history of the people of Israel. And that story is fundamentally a story of the promise, the covenant that God makes with his people, the promise made and the promise kept. And the remainder of Psalm 105 recounts how God fulfills that promise in a provisional way through the gift of the promised land, how he led them into the promised land as he told them he would. But I noticed this at the end of Psalm 105 that catches my attention. And the tail end, the last couple of verses, and he gave them the lands of the nations and they took possession of the fruit of the people's toil. In other words, he kept his promise. But notice this, verse 45, that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. God keeps his promise he gives them this gift of the gospel, so to speak, in order that they might observe his laws and keep his statutes. God's ultimate desire for his people is that they would live in obedience to and in fulfillment of his will, because ultimately that's what we are created for. Sometimes when we talk about God's law, we think of that in a negative way, because the law indeed gives us a, a burden that we can never fulfill. But the problem there is not with the law. The problem is with our own innate sinfulness. And Jesus has taken this burden on himself through his death and his resurrection so that you and I don't have to carry it any longer. Even still, the law itself is not and never was the problem. The law is simply God's good will for you and me. And so Psalm 105 expresses a truth that is echoed throughout the scriptures, that God gives the gift of forgiveness, that he fulfills his promise to his people in order that you and I might then live in tune with his will in a way that we're inhibited from doing because of our sinful nature. But now you and I have been given the promised Holy Spirit. We live by the promise of faith and we do so in order that now 
we might, as new creatures, walk in his ways. To give just one example from the New Testament, I think of Romans chapter 6, where it says that we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So that we might walk in newness of life. And this is a, a biblical manner of speaking. To walk is to live, to, to live in this new way as reborn creatures who have been baptized, who have been filled with the Holy Spirit, who have been washed, forgiven, and set free from the Egypt of sin and death. Now that you and I are free, now that we are totally forgiven, new creatures, how then shall we live? We live in accordance with God's will, never perfectly in this life, failing constantly, sinning, yes, but seeking God's forgiveness. And as we say in the confession of sins in the liturgy, praying for his forgiveness in order that we might delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. So may it be for each and every one of us. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your promise that you have made your promise, kept your promise in your son Jesus, and you continue to pour out the fruits of that kept promise in our lives through your forgiveness and through the gift of your Holy Spirit. We do pray, Lord, that forgiven by you, we might delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name today and always. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now go forth this day, reborn, renewed, freed by the Holy Spirit to walk in his ways. Go in his peace. Amen.